Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, do you have any crazy babysitting stories from when you used to babysit? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley trainers off today. He'll be back tomorrow. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Howdy. Our friend Brian is at the controls. Hey, yo. And I just frankly want to hear your weird babysitting stories. What? That's so weird. What? That's so weird that you, that you want to hear the weird stories. <laughs> But you know how BuzzFeed does this thing where, you know, they'll throw... I think it usually comes from Reddit threads and they make it into a whole story, which don't even get me started, Daniela Emmanuel, um, how awesome it is that you get to make money off of just regurgitating a Reddit thread. Cool. Internet. Right. Thank you. Anyway, uh, this is uh, this was a Reddit thread uh, where they asked people to share the weirdest rules that parents asked them to follow while taking care of their children. And then it just sort of is a collection of of bizarre babysitting stories. And I don't really like I didn't have one at the ready, but it did occur to me the other day because I used that's that was my big job mm-hmm. in high school. I babysat a lot. And I had this moment a few years ago where I thought to myself, I wonder how often one of the parents drove me home and they were hammered. Ugh. Like if they, had, I, I just Ugh. didn't even know because I just wasn't How would paying you? attention. How would I know, right? Yeah. But very often, parents would drive me home before I could drive, and I just, I had that realization, and I thought, oh no, oh no. And then <laughs> oh. I thought, oh dear, that you know, when my kids babysit, I will just pick them up because then I will just know. Yes. Let's go to the phones. Greg is on the line. Uh, hello, Greg. Greg, do you have a weird babysitting story? I do. Is a friend of mine was babysitting, so I went to visit her where she was babysitting, and then the parents came home, and at the time I was smoking a Winston Strait, uh-huh. and not to advocate underage smoking, but the, the parents asked me, oh, cool, can I have a hit of that? And I'm like, okay, but it's only a cigarette. And like, ah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So then I, I left. I could see in the window they were yelling at her and whatever. And she was scared. And then she filed an assault report. And then they called me and asked me. But then the parents never showed up for court. Oh, my gosh. That's dramatic. That is a lot, Greg. A lot yeah. just happened right there. Thank you for your call. Absolutely. That's, oh, that's, <laughs> that is a lot. That's yeah, a lot. That, that is a lot. Well, you asked for weird, Colleen, yeah, and I and think I that got Greg it. delivered. Greg super delivered. I also just really hope she never babysat for them again. Yeah. Uh, let's go to let's go to Mikey. Hello, Mikey. Mikey, do you have a weird babysitting story? Actually, I do. 
it's kind of weird and silly. It's a, it's a guy thing. I was about 10 or 11 years old and me and my friend was overspending the night and this, it was actually um, someone, a friend of a friend that my parents wanted to go out. Anyways, they had this girl babysit and I don't even remember how because it's so young, but she flashed us and it was the no! first time I ever seen no! a girl like that. And me and my friend just thought that we were like the bee's knees, two little boys. Oh. Like, oh my God, what's going on? Oh my gosh. Thank you, Mikey, for your call. I swear to God, that sounds like it probably happened in the 80s yeah. <laughs> or the 90s. <laughs> Back before we knew what we know now. Uh huh. Oh wow! Again, okay. Colleen, I asked. You for asked weird. for weird. We're getting weird. We are. Holly, did you ever babysit? A few times. Yeah. It was not something. Not your jam. That I pursued, enjoyed. I actually. It was one of those things where you know your parents hook up with other parents, yep. and they're like, "Oh, would you be interested in doing this?" Right. Did it a few times. Not Never, your jam. No, not my jam mm-hmm. at all. I was like, ooh, I don't even babysit as an adult. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't do it. Yeah. I'm intimidated by it. Yeah, I get it. It's I like, super get it. I what am I supposed what what are we supposed to do? I feel like I'm you, either looking love at, it or you don't. You're looking at me like I'm an authority figure. Yeah, like, excuse me. You're I like, don't know. I just like fart jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we're just gonna sit here and watch some stuff and then your parents are gonna think it's inappropriate and then I'm gonna have to take the heat. That's <laughs> fine. Fine. It's fine. Luckily, <sighs> kids think Holly's super cool because she Do they, though? does meet you at the level. My kids think you're cool because you always know the uh, the jokes that they're telling. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm all upon those jokes. <laughs> you guys see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I really quickly, I do want to share a couple of the stories from this Reddit thread because some of them are a little bit bonkers. Like, for Ooh. example... um. There, uh, hold on a second. I got to find the exact one I was just looking at. There was, uh, okay, here. One of the parents said to the babysitter, if Brady stands by the door, it just means he needs to go out. Just open the door and then let him back inside in a few minutes. Brady was at the family dog. That was the four year old boy. Okay. (laughs) They were babysitting for. I know. Uh, how about this one? Uh, one person said, uh, that they, that the parents asked them to give the child, Warm milk in a baby bottle right after every dinner. But this was a 10 year old child. No, nope. I know. I know. No, nope. these are, you Not know, there it. are things I think you realize when you're babysitting other people's children that you're like, oh, oh, this was oh, normal for you. There are ways of living. Okay. Now, Colleen, we did that get a tweet from Beth. Oh, Beth said when she was babysitting, she tried to speed up making mac and cheese for a crying toddler. Oh, no. By putting the whole metal pot in the no, microwave. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Mm-mm. Oh, no. Look, I had a college roommate who microwaved Reynolds wrap once. Oh, no. So that happened. Oh, my. That, yeah. Uh, that's not good. Yeah, that's not good. You, so, so, yeah, just my don't. Kids, <laughs> my kids, or not my kids, my husband always tells me this story that they had a babysitter that was from the neighborhood that that they they only refer to her as the babysitter who ate a pound of bacon oh <laughs> because oh. they she came to babysit and she made bacon and she ate it all and his parents came home and they were like we told you to help yourself to things but 
a whole pound of bacon, like literally an entire pound of bacon. Look, man, sometimes you've got cravings, right? And salted meat is what's going to cure it. Yes, it's I get it. But a whole pound. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, I'm that that she was having a hard time tying her shoes the next day. I'm just saying bloating like that's a lot of sodium. I think we had a babysitter once where I don't know. They stole some stuff, like a like a pair of underwear Ooh. or something. Oh, undies! See, know. that's weird. Okay, well there we go. <laughs> that's weird, Holly. We'll, we'll just end it there, uh, really quick. I do, I do just wanna, uh, I just wanna share this from Kate because I see you, Kate. Uh, she said, "I can't call in, but when I would babysit as a teen, I remember thinking the parents always smelled strange when they drove me home." Looking back, I'm sure they had been drinking. Oh. I just think, woof! It never occurred to me then because why would I think like that? But then, as an adult, I looked back and I thought they were always going out to dinner or yeah. to shows or to. I'm sure they were like so excited to be out on the town. It's like you know why people hire babysitters yes. now because you go out and do the you do things stuff. right. Oof. Um, uh, oh, this is okay. I'm gonna. This is my last one. This one came from a listener. Fear dumpster is the uh, handle on the Twitter. Can my horror babysitting story be having the dad drive me home at the end of the night and put his hand on my knee? <gasps> no, buzz, she said that, Brian, give yes, it a buzz. No, thank you. Later, that dad ran off with his secretary. Okay. Oh my lord! Gross people. Come Ish. on. All right. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to do a little reboot or get the boot. Uh, an old classic TV show wanting to come back in a different form. We'll talk about it after this on my talk one zero seven one. Okay, so uh, we love to talk about TV and entertainment, obviously, on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer's off today. He'll be back tomorrow. Yes. Holly Roberts and I are here. Of course. And uh, Holly, you have uh, a show that may be coming back in a whole different format. Whenever we talk about things that are going to do this, we do a little segment we call Reboot or Get the Boot. Reboot. Get the boot. Okay, what is that? Oh, well, we have no choice because this has actually been picked up. Oh, okay. And it's going to be made by CBS. Mm. Colleen, you like dating shows, right? I mean, putting couples in various scenarios. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, a la the circle, or not the circle, like a uh, oh, blind love love is blind. Thank you. I know, I know your TV habits. <laughs> yeah, I like trash uh, TV. We're doing it love boat style. Uh, the like the love boat. Really exciting and new. <sighs> yes, because okay. CBS and an Australian channel, they have both ordered respectively for their own countries a love boat dating show. Okay. A love boat dating show that's called The Real Love Boat, which promises something for everyone. A reality dating series where couples, or excuse me, singles get stuck on a cruise ship together as a captain and cruise director figure out how to make them fall in love. Okay, can I just say a couple things? Please. Okay, good. Um, because this is tickling my brain a little bit. Do you remember recently Bradley brought a story that um, that uh, speculated that The Bachelor was trying to do 
their next season on a cruise line. Do you remember this? Yes. I really? wonder if this is actually what that was. Ding, ding, ding Thank for you. that, Colleen. Okay, yes. I'm going to need a little, a few more details. Uh, one of them is, is this going to be on the famed princess cruises of the Love Boat fame? Yes. Okay. So this is... Okay, that's all I have to, that's yeah, all I have to say. That's all I have to <laughs> say about that. Yeah. Okay. The winning, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the winning couple gets a uh-huh. cash prize. Okay. And then a free trip on a prince cruise ship. That's according oh. to the AV Club. Okay. Well, but it's actually going to be on uh, the ship. But then okay. it's like, okay, you win. You get to go get on to a cruise a, more. A leisurely okay. cruise. <laughs> You're not going to be working yeah. so hard. But then you know it begs the question. Well, how do you become the winning couple when it's the cruise director right. and the captain who are essentially trying to make fetch happen with these couples? So how do they win? I okay. don't know. Do they have to do the hula hoop contest on the Lido Mm-mm. deck? Do they have to, you know, like eat as much at the buffet that they possibly can? I mean, I'm in. <laughs> but can we, can I just, the I, um, you're going to be able to tell where I'm leaning with what I'm about to say. The thing about, for those of you who didn't, who are like, what's the love boat? First of all, I don't, are you living? I don't know how you can have lived in a world where you don't know. This is what we have to do. What? Colleen, this is what we have to do. We have our own focus group right here. We have Gen Z or Brian. Oh, it's so true. Yeah. Do you know the love boat, Brian? No. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Do you know anything (laughs) about it? Uh... Basically, kind of what you said. Maybe is it just like a dating show back in the day? No. That was on okay. A boat so <laughs> here's the thing. Okay. The Love Boat. This is what was good about the Love Boat. So the Love Boat was a weekly um, comedy that took place on a fictional boat of the Princess Lines, which is a real cruise line. Um, and it was uh, it was the the characters that showed up every week were the the crew of the boat so the captain the bartender uh the the purser the cruise director they were consistent throughout but each week and this was what was so cool and unique about the love boat because on a cruise the entire cast of characters changes every week so just oh. like on a regular cruise every week an entirely new cast of characters came in and it was always celebrity guest stars and the whole thing about it was like there would be some sort of hijinks around relationships right and that was sort of the that was the gist of it but what made the love boat so great was the fact that every single week you had a a group of celebrities that were guest starring on the show and that's the magic piece and this is not going to have that because it's just going to be regular Joe Schmoes and Jane Schmain's uh, getting it on. And well, I have enough shows about oh, that. Oh, I can see your point. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, right. The charm of the love boat was that on the next week's episode, you got the charm of Carol Channing yes. and Betty White in sequin outfits doing a little. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Song and dance yes. number. Or you got George Hamilton freshly tanned, Ann Miller and her mm-hmm. set of wigs. Mm-hmm. So it was all these Hollywood, ha- well, not has-beens, but you know. Yeah, some of have- them were uh, is-nows. Stars of a different generation, yeah. let's just say that, coming aboard the love boat, mm-hmm. and you got to see them get up to hijinks, yes. and it was lovely. Yes, and I want that show. I mean, I want a reboot of the love boat, but I don't want it to be a reality show. I want to say that they've already tried rebooting oh, the love boat I think in, you're its, right, actually. in its original form, but the, the love boat was long running. Mm-hmm. If you want to hit up the original one, surely it has to be on the internet somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. I would first look up Pluto TV because that yep. is the streaming service. Yep. That is fantastic mm-hmm. where all of these kinds of shows live, go and live God. forever. Right. So the real love boat is just, it's a, it is what Bradley described it as last week. Uh-huh. It's the bachelor at sea. Yeah. I don't want that. I'm not interested <laughs> in that. Like, again, yeah. listen, I, I understand that here's the thing i know that they're low budget to produce right they don't have to pay the people who are on it a whole lot of money it's like a stipend and then they just sort of make out and sleep with each other and do whatever they do um but there's they're a dime a dozen right now give me something i can sink my teeth into give me something that will delight me and surprise me and nobody remembers the love boat i'm sorry which is why it could it's like it would be exciting and new. <laughs> Come what? aboard. They're expecting you. Thank you, Captain Stubing. <laughs> so what are we doing? Rebooting or getting I'm the getting, boot? Giving it the boot. The boot. No, yeah. thank you. Boot. Bye. Bye. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities and others behaving badly. We're going to tell you about them. We call them D-Banks. Thank you. After this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Brian. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer's off today. He'll be back tomorrow. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Yes. Brian is as uh, as as you've as we've noted at the controls, and uh, we've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about. We call them D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Ta-da. Hey, Colleen. Yeah. Who's your D-bag today? Thank you for asking. I'm going to give this one to like all of the tabloids Ooh. and also the authorities. Because that's a lot. That's, that's know, heavy. Right? But that's heavy. I thought we weren't doing this. And that's why I'm making them my D-bags. Because I don't want to know about this. And I cannot outrun this headline. It is everywhere. This is from People Magazine. Authorities release photos of Bob Saget's hotel room where he died. I don't want to see this. Mm. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to. I, I, I don't. I don't want. I reject it. I thought that we had. I thought that there was an injunction against this stuff. I thought so too. So I know that there is a uh, an injunction um, uh, to block the release of documents. Oh sure, but the photographs of the scene. And I am, it is 
I have fallen into the trap of opening a couple of these and reading some of them. Mostly because this is my job. Well, I was going to say, this is what we do for a living, is that we look at things like this. And then we make the judgment on whether or not they're worthy for discussion. They are not. And I won't even go into the details that are in there, but they are a lot of nothing. It's a lot of observing things that you would see in a hotel room. There is nothing amiss. There's some speculation, which that's a thing that is running rampant. Um, I understand. I am not going to pretend like I don't understand that the mystery of Bob Saget's death is um, unsettling for some people because people like things to be certain and tied up in a certain way. And I know it's really hard for somebody who is beloved like Bob Saget And it's so untimely and it was such a surprise and the way that it happened sort of left mystery. I understand that there's an impulse to want to solve that, but I also don't feel like it's necessary. And I feel like it's important to just let it be and live with the uncertainty of it and be sad that he's gone and that we are missing him from the world and that we don't get his humor anymore. But this is like gross. Yeah. There's a voyeuristic element to all of this. And yeah, like you said, Colleen, people are trying to process information and they're trying to complete the story when oftentimes not only with the death of Bob Saget, but just life in general. Right. It's pretty mysterious. Yeah, you don't always get to know everything. You don't always get to know everything. And sometimes you just have to be comfortable with letting that go. Yeah. And I wish that we could just, uh, I I wish we could all get on board with that and agree. It's sad enough that he's gone. Yeah. But there are people that he left behind. And this is not what they need in order to, to, you know, I don't want to say move on because you don't move on. Um, But to move through this. This is, it's just not necessary is all. Sure. And especially in this way, there's nothing of substance in these photographs. It's a, it, it just leads to more speculation. Yeah. And I will admit readily, I'm a curious person. Sure. And some, and with something like this, with the death of Bob Saget, you are curious about, well, what the heck happened? Right. But at the same time, recognizing that that information is not for me to know right. and that you just have to let it go. And that yeah. if the authorities have ruled out foul, foul play mm-hmm. and the people who need to know, know what happened, then that's okay. Right. That's just fine. I also saw, uh, I think I saw this on FARC, which is a kind of an aggregator website um, that there was, they somebody posted a video of a super Bob Saget fan who rented that hotel room hmm. and oh. I that, and took a video and I just I was so grossed out by it. It yeah. just is that like true crimeification. Yeah. And of it just death. makes yeah. me very sad. Again, yeah. we, we can all and we can all acknowledge the loss and that it was tragic and sad and yeah. and uh, and that there was a lot of mystery around it without feeling like it's necessary to solve the mystery. Yeah. And there's a lot of emotion behind Absolutely. it. And that emotion is fueling people's wanting closure for that. Yeah. And you just you got to. 
be okay with not being okay. Yes, we can just like channel it in other places. Yeah. But I don't think this is, uh, I'm grossed out by it. Yeah. So they are my D-bag for that. Holly, who is your D-bag? Well, since we're sticking on the theme of institutions being D-bags, I would like to call Broadway my D-bag of the day. Like all of Broadway. Like all of Broadway. The whole darn thing. Jeez, what do they do to you? Well, it's what they're going to do to us Oh, oh! in the near future okay. because there's a musical. There is a musical, Colleen, uh-huh. that is currently under production that is based on the making of Jaws. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the musical of the making of Jaws. That's too meta. The 1975 no. blockbuster Steven Spielberg no. film, which, by the way... yeah. Still holds, holds up. up big holds time. up. Holds up totally big time. Holds up big time. Brian, I want to ask you, have you seen Jaws? Yeah. Oh, thank you. But like, why add music and dance to that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not even not even the actual story. It's the story of the making of the story. And it's a musical? Oh. No. This no is thanks. just this is just too much. Now No, it's yeah, it's three layers removed. It's very bizarre. It is very bizarre. Now I bring this up because it's been announced that the leading man in the Jaws musical, which by the way is called Bruce. Oh. Uh, which is I will give you the story of that mm-hmm. in just a second, is a, an actor named Jared Spector. Now congratulations to Jared. I'm sure you're a very talented young man. He, he has been nominated for a Tony. Okay. His Broadway cl- credits include Beautiful, the Carol King musical. That's great. The Share Show. Awesome. And he's going to play Steven Spielberg in the musical based oh, off the making of the film Jaws. Which Is, has Steven Spielberg signed off on this? I don't. It doesn't. I don't think it matters. I know it doesn't, but I'm very I don't curious. Think it matters. <laughs> I'm very curious. Uh, now, this Bruce. It's based on the screenwriter's memoir, The Jaws Log. Now, the the name Bruce is the name of the animatronic shark uh-huh. that was on the set of the movie Jaws, which was named after Steven Spielberg's attorney. That's why they called it Bruce. Shark. Yes, yeah, makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just why well this why? is uh, why <laughs> it does feel like we've run uh, I know we say this all the time but have we seriously run out of ideas yes this proves <laughs> I di- I want to mark this day March twenty third twenty twenty two the world has officially run out of ideas ding on we have absolutely come to the end of the road of creativity oh, no, we come. <laughs> yes thank you. <laughs> I was gonna say this is okay. I was gonna say this is the weirdest thing I've seen in a musical form since like they brought SpongeBob to Broadway. Which even that I sort of understand because there was music in SpongeBob. That I get because SpongeBob. Like look (laughs) now, and I speak, and I'm sorry, I'm not the biggest Broadway buff there is, but. The trend for Broadway for a long time has been repurposing other properties, slapping some music on it, and then, you know, putting on the song it a show. Calling it a show. Yeah. At least with SpongeBob SquarePants, I understand the impetus because there is this character. He is delightful. He lives in Bikini Bottom. He lives in a pineapple under the sea. Mm-hmm. Hilarity ensues. This is not even a musical version of the movie Jaws. It's right. a musical of the making of the movie Sometimes I hear these things, like the treatment that you just shared with us, and I think to myself, there was a party. Go with this. There was a party uh, one night 
probably in the Upper East Side with a bunch of uh, creative types, producers, um, financers, etc. And they got into, I don't know, maybe the Everclear or something. <laughs> and the more Im- they imbibed, the better this sounded. And by the end of that evening, they were drawing up contracts. And the next morning they thought, I guess we got to do it. Well, what this sounds like, though, this is super weird. This is so. Speaking of Broadway plays, what this is, Colleen? What this mm-hmm. is, Brian? This is. I'm speculating. Uh-huh. This is like the real life producers. Yes, mm, the yeah. movie by yeah. Mel Brooks, the Broadway play that Mel Brooks also made. This is. Hey guys, yeah, we're gonna make a musical. Yeah, that is so bad mm-hmm. that. We're going to make money off of it being so bad when it closes. Right. The first night. That is what this is. This is the real life manifestation of the producers. It totally is. Also, you know how this goes because, you know, we we do creative meetings sometimes. (laughs) It's like you can't just be creative about something that has been created before. You have to you have to out create the creative thing you've already created so this was like somebody said we should do jaws the musical and somebody thought no we that's too everybody's doing that everybody's making movies into musicals you know what we should do we should out create the creativity i suppose at the end of the day look if this musical bruce that's heading to Broadway, doesn't have a chorus line of sharks doing a kick line. I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) I'm out. You got to, you know, this is happening whether we like it or not, Colleen. So they got to lean into the absurd. And if they don't do that, we're out. No, thank you. Not going to. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, as though you have not heard enough opinions out of these two women on the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly has a hot take. Uh, and we're going to talk about what Holly's hot take is. I wonder if people will agree. Uh, she'll share it with us when we come back after this on my talk one Oh seven one. Okay. So, uh, Holly has arrived today with a hot take on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one Oh seven one Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainers off. He'll be back tomorrow in time for bids for kids. Yay! Holly and I are here hanging out with you. Brian is at the controls. Holly, what, pray tell, is your hot take today? Hot take. Now, if you want to join the conversation, yeah. why not? Come on yeah, in. Yeah, why six, not? 651-641-1071. The hot take, Colleen. I'm ready to get controversial on this show. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm Buckle ready. in, everybody. Buckle in. We're taking sides. <laughs> I hate ice in my water. Oh. I hate. Ooh. Ice in my water. I don't even like cold water. I've got serious beef <laughs> with ice in my water. She I wants can't it stand room it. temperature or not at all. Room temperature or not at all. Look, sometimes I go out to eat. Not really, you know, lately, but it works my last nerve. Yeah. When the water that is served at the table is 75% ice and 25% water. Okay. How the heck, how the heck am I supposed to drink that? And I don't <laughs> want a straw either. Because, mm. you know, garbage island. Oh, save and it, the turtles. Save the turtles. It's not my preference. Okay, so I'm going to go one louder. My teeth hurt. I'm going to go one louder. Yeah. All I right. just hate ice in general. Ooh. <gasps> what? Ooh. Controversial. 
Hershey. And here's why. Because ice, ice, ice is a tease. Ice makes it look like there's more liquid in the beverage than there is. Oh, and yeah, don't as we all know, when the ice melts, ah. it taints the beverage uh, because it taint the beverage. <laughs> don't even get me started on the ice that is in the iced coffee at establishments right. that serve iced coffee because mm. I know what you're yes. doing. I know what you're I'm doing. I'm not dumb. You're trying to save money because I know that ice is free and I know that coffee costs you a couple dollars. Thank you very much. It's Thank so, you very much. It, yeah. it drives me batty. I Listen, and I don't even actually care about it being cold. I'm fine with, I'm fine with the temperature. Um, the temperature of water? The temperature of anything cold is mm. fine with me. But don't, don't, don't manipulate me with your ice. Don't do it. Do not do it. You want your beverage at full I want a, volume. I want what I paid for. If I am paying you good money for a beverage, for an iced coffee, yes. it better be more coffee than ice. That is true. Totally agree. That is true. Thank you. Now, every once in a while, mm-hmm. I will, you know, that being said, having beef with ice in my beverage, Beef with ice. Uh, beef, we got beef with ice here. And if you got beef with ice, six five one six four one one zero seven one. Or if you got beef with us, having beef with yeah, ice, whatever. yeah, that's fine. Whatever, it's fine. We'll We're strong. We'll yeah. beef it up. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Grade A annoyance. Now with the iced coffee and iced tea, because having been a server, sometimes you get stuck making the fresh thing of iced tea mm-hmm. and it's hot when it brews and sure, sometimes and you need to it, cool it down yeah because otherwise there's no ice in the iced tea and then people are like where's my iced ice tea i'm like well you know what i just made this for you but then you can't say that because then it just gets into a whole thing yeah right so that being said i kind of understand that but otherwise cold water ice in our water it is it is annoying it ruins well, the be- and as a person who I'm with you on that too. And as a person who doesn't really drink much else but water right. when going out to establishments, I don't really like liquor that much. Yep. I don't like beer. Why whatever. I'm a water drinker. Yep. But that my drink is ruined. Because okay. and then when you order no ice, the surfers look at you like what? Yeah, like you're crazy. Yeah. But here's the other thing is because if you're gonna if you're gonna overload it with ice, please do just give me a straw. Yeah. Even though Garbage Island, save the turtles. Yeah, I'm I, sorry I mean, about I, it. I'm a garbage human. But I get my it. problem I get it. with it is when you go to take a sip and you oh. tip it back, if there's too much ice in it, the ice gets packed in. Yes. You can't get the liquid through it, and then you just get a face full of ice. Yeah. And it's never sexy. No, and then also <laughs> with the ice thing, I have really sensitive teeth. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm trying to take a drink from the glass that's front loaded with ice, I have to do this thing with my lip because I have to protect my teeth. Otherwise, Otherwise you'll scream. <laughs> and that's awkward. Oh look, people have beef. Oh, people have either have beefs or have beefs with our beefs. Hey, we invited all the beefs here. We we certainly did. Shelly's on the line. Hi, Shelly. Uh, where are you at with ice? <laughs> I, I'm on your side. I, I can't stand it. It hurts my teeth. You don't get what you're asking for. And I was telling the fellow that asked the phone. Uh, sorry if I can't remember your name. His name is Brian, and he's the best. I, the only reason I use ice is I will put it in a bowl with and add water because I hit my get my face in it in case my eyes are puffy. Oh! Ice can take a hike. <laughs> oh, I love it, Shelly. Thanks for your call. Uh, let's go to Lauren. Lauren has a beef or has a beef with our beef. Hey, Lauren, uh, where are you at with ice? 
Um, well, I was actually, there's a guy on Instagram. His name, I think his name is like Martin Reese, I think. And he's actually, he calls himself a water sommelier. And he was actually on that um, Zac Efron show. Oh, yeah. As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And he says you're not supposed to have ice and water because it ruins the taste. And I... it ruins your taste buds. Oh, my gosh. Holly. Now you have science behind you. Water sommelier. Lauren, thank you so much. Thank you. For giving her that extra edge now. Yes. It's ruining your water. Yeah. Not only is it terrible because of your sensitive teeth and you don't like cold things, it's also ruining the flavor of your H2O. Oh, no. I know. Oh, See, now, no. And now you know. Thank you. Um. No, I, uh, I'm i an ice hater with you, Holly. Yeah. Uh, Brian, where are you at with ice? See, I don't really like ice either, but I will say Raising Cane's. Best the, ice ever. The little ice cubes. I love that type of ice. Okay. If it's huge ice cubes. No, thanks. No, thanks. But. I want that kind that's almost like a slush ice. Ooh. I will chew on that. I enjoy that experience. Yeah, but the problem <laughs> with that kind of ice is when you try to drink it or try to get it out of the mm-hmm. cup, it comes in one lump. It does. And, it the yeah, and that true. is a problem. So that is straw ice. Like you do need a straw to cut through that ice. Also, I'm going to tell you both something that you don't know because to my knowledge, neither of you have had babies in hospitals. When you're in the hospital having a baby, you cannot take in liquid. Um, while you're laboring so sure, things but are you, happening things are happening but they do let you have ice cubes and the ice at the hospitals is like the greatest thing ever i could eat that ice for my entire life and so i still have fond memories of just like a spoon spoon in the ice in and just like that was life-giving at that moment <laughs> so i just want it's not all ice there's a time and a place for ice sure but in general if the ice to liquid ratio is off and if that ice is going to stick together and smack me in the face, I'm not interested. I also have a note. Yeah. Oh, do for tell. The water, what would we even call them? A water cooler. The water cooler. The water cooler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Our water yeah. coolers here at work. The yeah. water coolers. Now, I'm sure some of the more advanced water coolers, like if Chris Jenner had a water oh, cooler, yeah. hers would do this. I need three knobs on my water cooler. Yeah. I need it to be cold. Yep. Because sometimes you need cold water yep, on a hot even, day. On a hot day, yep. even though I don't like it a that much. Parched. A little hot water yep, from for a your tea, tea. From a tea, we need a room temperature knob. There needs to be three knobs on there because even in yeah. the water cooler with the cold water, I gotta wait for it to sit yeah. to become room temperature mm-hmm. so that I can imbibe it. And, and you enjoy know it. that what's in the tank or in the bottle that's tipped upside down on that thing, you know that's room temperature. It's doing some fancy kind of sorcery between <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> between, that's sorcery. I'm yes. dead serious because it how does it make it so cold so quickly? I suppose you just have to ask the next time that the water cooler people come I feel like that about the hot piece when it's hot, too. How does it make it so hot so fast? That is sorcery. There's actual, actually, Colleen, a little wizard that lives inside each water cooler. <laughs> I know you're joking, they communicate but it feels to each other. like magic to me. They're it, trying to unionize right now. It just feels like don't even <laughs> get to me started. We are on the third week of children not in school. Please pay teachers what they deserve. Thank you very much. I support teachers and ESPs in the Minneapolis public schools. But ice! And I rest my case. But, 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 but ice. You know, ice and water... Not so much. Not so much. Funny how that works. Uh, When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, 
Is it? Okay, this is such a bizarre question, but I think we're going to have a lively discussion. Is it okay to send your friends a bill after you've had them at a dinner party? 651-641-1071. Holly's going to tell us why we're asking that. We'll get your answers to that question after this on My Talk 1071.